0: Remember that the outline and intentions you have set for the year are tools, not chains. It's okay if you have been having pushback launches or if you pivot. It doesn't mean you failed. It means you've adapted to your needs and your business and making sure that it aligns with your personal goals. Welcome to the Being Better Everyday podcast, where we make your days more peacefully productive while you're juggling all the things. I'm your host, Julie Wenslick, a millennial mom, finance professional, and founder of PW Designs. I know that as a mom, business owner, corporate girlie, or a combination of all three like myself, sometimes life can feel like a lot. With the simplicity and systems and being better every day, we create habits and routines that support your life, create calm in the chaos, and put the you back in your every day. Grab those headphones, put on your shoes, and join me on a walk while we dig in to today's episode. It's the end of the year. Can you believe it? Maybe you're listening to this with AirPods on and kids screaming in the background, over winter break, or maybe you're bundled up and walking outside with your kiddos so you can move and have some intentional time to pour into you, or maybe you're listening to this on the drive back home from the holidays. Wherever you are, I want to first start by wishing you a great and hopefully not too stressful holiday season. Today, I wanted to take you along in the process of how I put intention behind my business planning for 2024. This may not be for everyone, but did you know that 50% of millennials have a side hustle and 40% of Gen Xers? I believe the statistic is almost 50% of Gen Z. So, the well, that's not the majority, that's half of the people in the last three generations have something they're doing outside of their full-time job. As you know, I run PNW Designs outside of my full-time job. And guess what? It is definitely still a taboo with my corporate job, but that's a conversation for a different day. Before we dive in, I wanted to let you know up front that there's a workbook available for you to go along with this process. It's a 29-page PDF, including forms and tracking and all the exercises I touch on. It's going to be your best place to be able to follow through with this process. If you want to preview or to dive in, head over to pwplanners.com vision. So today we're going to walk through reflecting on your business from the prior year resetting your vision and setting up a strategy for the year to come. This process is meant to create a space for reflection, for gratitude and for strategy. This is not something you can do within an hour, but it can be done in bits and pieces and small chunks. So if for me, I set aside a day and a half to do this and actually had time outside of my house to do it, that's the first time I've ever done that. But if you don't have time to do that and you're looking and it's it's Maybe you're listening to this on December 27th and you're like, well, the new year starts in three days. I don't have time. Set aside an hour chunk here and there to work through each of the steps. Because how are you supposed to know if you have arrived at your vision if you don't know what the vision is in the first place? So take the time to prioritize this. One of the first steps you will need to take is gathering your financials from the year prior. Pareto's principle states that 80% of your revenue will come from 20% of the work. So how are you supposed to know if that reigns true for you if you don't have the data? So step one, gather your financials from the year before on an annualized basis and year to date if you're not doing this analysis in January. With this step, make sure you gather your total gross revenue, but also your revenue per offer and net income if possible if you have expenses tied to specific offers. Gather also your operating expenses for the year. Where are you spending money? Do you know all of your subscriptions, costs of goods sold, and outsourcing costs? The other suggestion items to gather prior to continuing on to the next step is schedule at least a day and a half, I already mentioned that, to go through the process. Again, if that's too overwhelming, take it one step at a time and allocate time to each step throughout the month or week. Gather colored post-it notes and an annual calendar for the upcoming year, or if you are a digital planner person, make sure you you have your 2024 or the following year's uh, digital planner set up. If you are going to be doing this on paper, make sure you have erasable pens and highlighters so you can change your mind during the process. I use them all the time. So, it is something that, again, you know, movable post it notes, erasable pens will help you ebb and flow your process as you go through this. And then come into planning with a theme in mind. So, what do you want your next year to look like or feel like? For example, my upcoming year, I'm focusing on going deeper in my services and expertise and not wider. Step one, pretty simple, but can take some time. Gather all your financials and your operating expenses and make sure you have a list of that as you go through the next steps. After you've done your pre-work, it's time to sit down with your why. Honestly, this is the hardest part for me. I don't love journaling, which you've heard me say in the last couple of episodes, and it's hard for me to articulate my why. When I went through this step, instead of writing long paragraphs, I ended up with a bullet point or list of why it matters to me, from being able to show my daughter how to follow her passions to having a creative outlet. Your why will be unique to you and your family needs. If you went through this and set intentions for the new year in episode 18 already for your personal life, then this will be very familiar. Because guess what? It works for both personal and business. So, time to cozy up in a blanket, a cup of hot water or tea or plain water, if you're weird like me, and put on some relaxing music and get to writing out your why. In the workbook, I provided space for you to do this, but if you aren't using the workbook, a plain notebook works just as well. So after you have gathered your information and set out your why, which will take some time, again, you're going to need to like pause this or write out all of these to-dos or download the workbook to kind of keep track of of these steps, but after you've done your why, then we move on to step three. It's time to move to reaffirming who you are actually talking to. Are you talking to millennial moms like myself? Is your market men in business? Those are two very different markets with different needs. Where do your people show up and spend time? Questions you should be able to answer for yourself um, through this process are, who do I serve? And if you have multiple revenue streams, then you need to answer each of these for each revenue stream. So for example, I have Etsy that serves the body market, like Legacy Beachbody, and that's very different from PMW Designs. My Etsy shop is is fairly passive. Um, Beachbody, wellness trackers, nutrition trackers, whereas PNW Designs is branding, design work, Planners, intentional productivity. So, again, first question was Who do I serve? Second question Who is my sole client? What are her passions? What are her struggles? And how does she feel versus how does she want to feel? What transformations or results do you create with your business for this person? And from a brand perspective, what do I want to be known for in my community and industry? And what is unique to you and what differentiates you? Sometimes that's a hard question to answer. So for example, you know, if you have a hard time figuring out what's unique to you or what differentiates you, well, then maybe you should ask your friends or people who are close to you who know your business if they have ideas or if you're struggling with that. So once you have kind of clarified, again, who your target market is, then we can get into really analyzing the what of your business. When I did this planning time, I ended up combining the what and the how into one big brainstorming session because that ended up being how my brain works, but you can certainly do these separate. Well, let's talk about step four, the what for your business. This is where you will be reviewing your offers, services, and products in the past year and answering the following questions. So first of all, what are all your offers, products, and services? You need to make sure you know what they are. What were their gross revenues for the last year within each of those? rank or score your offers by time investment. So for example, for me, I had Etsy and one line on the workbook. I had my website. I had my custom planner work. I had design work, you know, which is, is certainly things like branding, et cetera, all as separate segregated lines. And then my revenue for each of those lines for the year. And then I also then ranked or scored them by the time of investment. I just wrote down like little time, lots of time, Right. And then how did that correlate to the income generated? One of the things I noticed was that the Pareto's principle did certainly work for me. And then from there, you'll be able to say, okay, what do I need to lean into for the next year? What do you want to create for products or services? Or are things you want to refine? What are your revenue targets for the next year with each of those products or services? Right, you're really kind of analyzing your business from a more tactical perspective of each of the lines of business and how um, they are impacting your revenue. To help with some of this work in the workbook, I've provided a table with suggested columns because again, it's something that is hard to articulate and the workbook will really help you through this process, but use your resources. If you're more comfortable on a computer, do that. Use an Excel spreadsheet, use a Google sheet. This is where you'll start to see if that, again, if I mentioned that Pareto's principle, did it come into play for you? Did it rain true? For me, it did and it provided a lot of clarity of where I need to go deeper next year and re, you know, for example, I'm gonna be revamping my Etsy to optimize for SEO because I, when I created my Etsy, I didn't know what SEO was. Happy holidays. Guess what? We are rapidly approaching the new year you know what that means it's time to get that shiny planner full of all of our hopes and dreams and make 2024 your best year yet but in all seriousness if you don't have your planner yet for the next year you better run not walk to pwplanners.com shop to check out the lineup whether it's the planner pad or the dated planner i have a system for you to reduce your everyday overwhelm want to set your intentions for your business or personal life or create that vision board to ensure you keep your intentions at the forefront i have you covered there as well So head over to pwplanners.com slash shop and find the right solution for you. Have questions? Don't hesitate to reach out to me on Instagram. I'm only a DM away. Now back to the episode. Now comes the start of what I call the fun part, at least for me anyway, because who loves getting to the tactical part of organizing more than me? So now that you've outlined your offers that you currently have and the things that you plan on creating, it's time to map out your year when will you push for certain launches? From there, you're able to start crafting your marketing plan. If you have multiple streams of income, make sure you do it for all of them. Also, this is a great time to put out your post-its and your wall calendar and get to work. Make sure you backfill your revenue goals and income goals as well. Why? Because if you have a target on specific revenue streams, you can then back into how often you may need to live launch an item or put extra focus on it. I should also pause here and remember that the outline and intentions you have set for the year are tools, not chains. It's okay if you have been having pushback launches or if you pivot. It doesn't mean you failed. It means you've adapted to your needs and your business and making sure that it aligns with your personal goals. Finally, now that we have defined your why and how you were showing up, what you were showing up with, we can dive into multiple ways that you will get there. And that's what I'm calling the how. I have segmented it into three sections in my mind. And again, there's a section for each of these in the workbook. So first one is social media. Most likely a huge part of your growth strategy is social media. So first you want to walk through the targets of how you will be showing up and where. Remember, you most likely can't do it all unless you have a team. So for example, 2023 for me was a year of play. I tried a lot of different platforms. I was just trying to figure out what felt right. And so for me, I put time into Pinterest last year, and although I enjoyed it and I saw traffic on my website from it, with YouTube and this podcast, I just can't prioritize it in the new year. There's only one of me, and there's only so many hours in the day, and again, I do have a full-time job, and I'm a mom. I've also figured out how to automatically post to YouTube Shorts and TikTok via Planoly with So like I'm repurposing my Instagram Reels into YouTube Shorts and TikTok. So I'm showing up there, but I'm not putting effort into these two mediums. If, for example, that stopped working, then I wouldn't be showing up on YouTube Shorts and TikTok. In the new year, you'll also see two blog posts a month for me. Prior to the podcast, I was averaging four a month. This, you know, so for example, my strategy for the new year, two blog posts a month, one email a month, besides, you know, if you're opting into a freebie or et cetera, and then four podcasts or weekly podcast episodes, which are also then weekly YouTube episodes. That is where I'm showing up and that may ebb and flow throughout the year, but that's my plan right now. This is the clarity that exercise, you know, it certainly helps me understand where do I need to be putting my time? How do I need to plan things out? If I'm having launches, maybe I show up more, maybe I show up less on the times I'm not, you know, again, it's kind of that, the tactical how, Are we going to be promoting the what? Another part of the how for planning out the next year is systems for your business. I like doing systems out of pretty regularly to make sure that you know the systems that I'm using are still working for my business. So for example, questions you should be asking are what are you using regularly? What are you paying for? Are those systems that are there systems you've heard of that you should be implementing? Are there ways to become more efficient? Are you letting things drop or losing things because you don't have the organization system in place that works for you. In the workbook, I gave a section for auditing your subscriptions as well, because well, this was a need for me. They add up and you're like, oh, it's $5 here and $5 there. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm spending a lot of money on subscriptions. By the way, you should be doing this for your personal life too. Um, Based on this audit, I'm changing email marketing platforms in the new year for a platform that better integrates with my website and is $30 less per month. I know um, a friend of mine that was on the retreat with me, she also did this and it was super helpful for her to see where she's spending money and if that money makes financial sense for what she is planning on growing in 2024. So speaking of money, growing a business also means growing in yourself and investing in tools that help you become a better business owner and entrepreneur. So the last step in your annual business planning and the last step in sitting in the how is asking yourself, what do I need to invest in and grow my skill set for the year? Thinking about starting a podcast, then you might want to invest in a podcast producer or a podcast course. If you're thinking about expanding Pinterest, then you might lean into a Pinterest course. Personal example for myself is I plan on investing in learning Adobe Illustrator in the upcoming year and further expanding my skills in Procreate. In the past, I have purchased courses that save me time, and as someone who has limited time to work on my business, I always see the return. Take stock on those investments you would like to make, as well as what you plan on devoting your time on to make those investments work, and put them on your calendar. So for example, I've previously purchased a Pinterest course and a podcast course. And although I'm not leaning into my Pinterest for tw- the next year, I still have Pinterest outsourcing clients. So I'm going to be re-watching the Pinterest course, make sure I'm up to date on all of the best practices there. And then, you know, there's always things to learn about podcasting. I am new, so I'm going to be re-watching the podcast course as well. So that is a lot of steps. And again, this is something that if you want, you know, have a hard time following along, Check out the pwplanners.com slash vision, and it'll get you to where you need to go. From a business planning workbook perspective, it is 29 pages, but take it in bite-sized pieces, and a lot of those pages are going to be actual tactical places for you to write down what we talked about. Now that everything's wrapped up in a pretty bow and you're done, it'll all work out, right? Wrong. (laughs) Life comes with bumps and bruises, and your business will too. By now, you should have time Spend time reflecting, sitting down, and giving true intention as you go into the new year with your business, but don't forget to take care of you too. Take some time to create a plan for in the year of how you will take care of you, your health, and your family. And then, you know, for example, my husband and I just did our 2024 bucket list, and we decided that uh, we would each have one self-care item a month that's outside of the business or outside of our home. Sorry, who's talking business. So for example, um, monthly massages or monthly acupuncture or chiropractic care, right? We both want to, and we've set aside a budget of $200 a month, which is $100 each in order to do that. So finally, revisit this plan at least quarterly in the next year. Your goals and your intentions may change, but this will give you a strong foundation as you approach the next phase of your business. Okay, that's a wrap. I'm signing off for 2023. Have a great new year. I will be back next week with a recap any girl chat episode before we dive into topics of the new year, like motherhood and anxiety, human design and how it impacts your productivity, and annual performance reviews in corporate America. Have a topic that you want to talk about? Don't forget to message me on Instagram.